BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that's Jones herself is back in the building. I love that nickname, by the way. Uh, do you? <laughs> I do. I, I just do. I don't know why. Seems like something I would because I like all my friends. I give them random nicknames, so that just seems like one I would give somebody. So that's partially why I like it so much. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but kind of uh, for different reasons, but it's cool. <laughs> but people. Me, Badass Jones, this is C.O. Hayes. We are back for yet another week of answering lovely relationship questions. And AJ, I don't know about you. I don't know if you heard anything back from it, but I have to tell you, that episode was the most downloaded episode yet of The Awakened Soul. So obviously the people were waiting for it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm actually very pleased. I was I was concerned um about how it would be received but i'm very pleased to hear that i think that's completely awesome i think it was the pegging segment that you brought up <laughs> i think that you know people probably just retweeted it like crazy like you have to hear this um <laughs> that was you know what i listen when i listen to it because it's different when you're doing it live right but when i uh when i listened to it when i played it back i was dying you answered that so quickly like nope nope <laughs> that's not <laughs> That's not, what did you say? That's not a haze. A haze. It's not a haze activity. It's not a, a haze, haze activity. I died. I almost ran off the road. I was laughing so hard. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. Good. I'm nothing if not quick on my feet. But uh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but we left off last week on a, a a pretty big question. You know, I think it's one that a lot of people find themselves in, or maybe question themselves, and that is. Living with a significant other before marriage, is it yes. giving that other person too many benefits of a spouse without actually having the commitment? You've had a week to marinate on it, a little more than a week, actually. What are yeah. your thoughts? Um, I think first and foremost, I, I disagree with the part about um, it not being a commitment, because I think that when you decide to live with someone and share financial responsibility, share space, share time, share energy, um, that is a commitment. Uh, it may not be in the biblical sense in terms of getting married, but at, at the first point of it, it definitely is a commitment. It's a very different commitment than just saying, okay, well, we're going to exclusively date or I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, I'm your man, I'm your, you're my woman. When you choose to live with someone, that is a very big commitment and a very big responsibility. Um, I think relationships in this day and age are not like our parents' relationships of the 50s and 60s where you had to get married in order to live together. Um, I think that the world has changed vastly. And, and you have a lot of people who make that emotional, mental, physical, spiritual commitment. It's like, uh, and I know people might get offended at this analogy, but when you go to a car dealership um, or you go to a clothing store, you never just buy something without trying it on. You never buy a car without test driving it. Um, or doing some sort of research. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with living with um, the person that you love or that you're, who is your intended um, before you get married. I 
think it's a good opportunity. We have a saying in Jamaica, to see me and live with me is two different things. Um, I don't know if anybody else in the world uses that, but but I, I do think that that's true. I think that sharing space with someone, sharing energy with them, um, you know, knowing what direction they put the toilet paper roll on the toilet paper, like on the, the hanger, um, you know, do they take long hot showers and use all the hot water? Do they drink their milk out of the carton? Like knowing those kind of things are important to the balance of a relationship and you never know those things you'll never know those things unless you are in the same space with someone um oftentimes when people get married before sharing space um it's it can be detrimental to the relationship i i know a woman who was seeing a man they were dating for two years and she decided that she was waiting for everything until marriage um suffice to say uh, about a year and a half after they were married they got divorced she didn't know that, that he snored she couldn't sleep in the same room with him um she wasn't aware that his anatomy was uh <laughs> how do i say this politely um it wasn't what she was expecting for a man of his size she thought that he would have been working with a little bit more and she was disappointed at that um there's certain expectations that she had intimately that were just not fulfilled because these were never conversations that they they had um you know and then just run-of-the-mill everyday things like he always left the toilet seat up um whenever he showered he always left the floor wet and no matter how many times she asked him not to do these things um it just continued to the point where she just couldn't take it anymore and she didn't like it was just always arguments and fights anyways um i think the long and short of it i i, I think that personally i think that it's a good idea for people to maybe even six months out before you've decided on a wedding date a year if possible but there needs to be some time spent together living in the same space so you know so you know each other yeah that's my answer see i i, I understand a lot of where you're coming from i disagree with some of it a i think that spending time together and, and you should you should have maybe weeks where you spend together i don't think that it's necessary to live with someone before you marry them i just don't and i'm not saying that 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 like condemn anyone who does it i'm not saying that at all i just don't think that's a requirement if you're in it for the right reasons now those conversations should be had those that time together should be had so you can learn each other um but i don't think that it necessarily has to come about through living together before marriage now what i will say is that if you are going to live with somebody before marriage, A, you have to make sure that that commitment is there. Not necessarily saying to get married, but to each other and to what, how heavy of a thing and a decision that is. A lot of people now, you'll find uh, like they'll just move together, A, because it makes it easier on them for bills or A, we're together. We might as well live together. Like, I think that's the wrong mindset to have. Like in doing that, you, you guys have to sit down and have that conversation about what you expect. How are you going to split money? How are you going to split bills? What Who's going to have what duties in, in the household? Like all that needs to either work itself out at the beginning or you need to have that conversation beforehand and know what do you want out of living together. And I think that living together shouldn't be something that's just like, a, hey, we might as well do it. Like I that that's my disagreement in that mindset is don't ever just think. Oh, well, we might as well. Like, it's a heavier decision than that, in my opinion. I, and I agree. I agree with you on that point. Um, I guess the perspective I'm looking at it is if their intention is to get married, not just a, oh, well, it saves money or um, it's more cost effective. That That's not the, the standpoint. This is solely based on if their intention is to get married, whether it's, okay, we're, we're going to live together for six months, a year, two years while we save up money to wards our, our I was going to say funeral. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Faux pas. My apologies. Um, if that's what they're working towards, that would be the end result. I think too many people, like you said, do live together haphazardly for the wrong reasons. That's not the angle that I'm thinking of it. Just based on the question that you asked prior to marriage with the intention of getting married. Yes, I think that they should live together for the reasons that you stated. Then, no, it's it's that's just shacking up. It's not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, Shacking up is such a thing, especially with younger people. You'll find that. I think in the rush of them wanting maybe to get in, get out on their own, they just decide to move in with whoever they're dating at that time. And that almost never, never brings about positive, positive outcomes in that. Um, yeah. I think if so, that's the case and you're trying to escape home, like on a completely different tangent, get roommates. Exactly. You know what I mean? Two people that you trust, that you know, that you can rely on, that you know are responsible. If, if, if it's that type of need to get out of the house, get roommates. Yeah. I, and you know me, I, 
Well, I, I don't know if I've told you this story now, but I literally moved out of my mom's house. I think the same. It was like the same day I graduated high school. I've never been back. And that was just me on my own. I took me and my little part-time job at the time. I was like, you know what? I got to go. And <laughs> I worked it out. Um, but, yeah, I know, and that's not something for everyone. Uh, I'm just I'm one of those seeker swim people. So I, I like I kind of like being put in situations to where it doesn't look. It looks kind of bleak because I, I that's. I always make gold out of that. That's just who I am as a person. But none of, that's just me. Then pegging should be right up your alley. That shouldn't be an issue you know for what? you. That's is this going to be? A, is this going to be a, <laughs> no, uh, just a through a through joke every time we do this segment? Now is the pegging? No, no, no absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not going to try to convince you ever of doing anything that you, in your heart of hearts, are not open to trying. To speak of open to trying, which is a great yes. segue, we have a question on sex toys in the relationship yes and i just just knowing you this is going to be a <laughs> hell of a segment um i want to card. i like this one <laughs> so i'm um, coming to you first on this one what, what are your thoughts on this absolutely i think sex toys in your relationship 100 I'm, I'm all for it um oh god where do we start there, there's so many different toys and apparatus that you can use to explore and to spice up your relationship and to tease and tantalize and push boundaries and learn all kinds of amazing things about uh, your partner and yourself um i'm all for oh lord <laughs> um dildos beads cuffs um you know <laughs> whips and chains excite me um blindfolds you know bondage whatever the case may be I, I think that we live in an age now where there's so much sexual expression and freedom of sexual expression that no one should be afraid to try something new no one should be uh intimidated by it you know i think that and this is not a dig at anyone um i think that for men who have longevity issues um like say you know especially in the first round they're excited they come really quick within like that two to three minute five minute range um get a sex toy for your lady you know what i mean please her that that way and until you've built back up your strength and you're ready to go again you know have her play with it you know while you're watching her um there's just so much fun they're a lot of fun i own several <laughs> I, I can Not only imagine i can only imagine one, one of these days we're gonna have to do a, a peek in uh in badass's toy box so to say that's what we'll do uh one of these days but um, i mean my answer to the question is much like uh what we talked about last episode and that is whatever is between you and your partner and your guys are comfortable doing trying I, I i mean i'm just the only thing i'm not here for is like i recently had a friend send me a video he was like this is the most disgusting thing i've ever seen and it was like it's, it's kind of like a butt plug before the penis hole i'm not here for that like no thank you on on that like that that just seems like some something that they used to torture people in the medieval times so i'm not here for that at all but if that's your <laughs> thing go ahead and do it so no penis plugs and no pegging got it exactly those are the two no's on the list okay um okay. you personally if i can ask are would, are you open to sex toys in the bedroom C O Hayes is a complete freak, so we we, we, we are are aren't going to get into the details of said freakdom, but yeah, I'm, I'm, certain things I'm definitely open to. Like you said, especially when I think nowadays, when you're committed to one person and you guys are focused on each other, and let's say you guys are married for ten plus years, you're gonna have to do something different to spruce things up. Like it's only so many physical positions you can do before you're like okay we've done all that so yeah i'm, I'm I, I fully think that toys and um things like that should be explored not and not necessarily every time you have sex but every once in a while like you said it keeps things exciting it does it, it's the same uh in the same vein as you know taking it out of the bedroom like the bedroom as far as i'm concerned the bedroom is for sleeping like yeah you can you know meander about and do the the regular sort of thing in the bedroom but there's so many other excluding your children's rooms if you have kids um but there's so many other rooms and and surfaces in the house like explore be open um and it's exactly like you say and, and we keep going back to this one particular point like what goes on between you and the person that you're intimate with is nobody's business but your own 
exactly exactly um yeah it's so i have i have a question for you and this is where the fact that me and you are comfortable with each other comes into play because i wouldn't ask any other co-host this what is the most caught off guard you've been by a toy or something some type of foreign object being introduced into sex um <laughs> uh, a shaved cucumber i'm not even gonna ask the details of that I, I, I don't even no i have to i have to i feel like the podcast audience needs to hear this a shaved um, cucumber yes so uh <laughs> the person i was with at the time this is many years ago um yeah like you know we had gone round one and it was great and uh i was you know laying down kind of relaxing he had excused himself for the room i just assumed that he went to go clean up um a couple of minutes later he came back with uh, a large bowl of uh warm water hot water and um a, cu- <laughs> a skinless cucumber <laughs> um and it was the girth of it and the length of it was was wow we're like really really personal right now um the girth and the length of it was probably about twice the size that he was and he was a very decent size um and so i kind of asked like i asked without asking the question you know like you you kind of raise your brow and you kind of screw up your face a little bit like what the fuck are you doing with that <laughs> so, um he just kind of smiled in this kind of sinister type of way and honestly there wasn't a lot of discussion about what was going to happen um you know i mean it's it's phallic shaped so there's only a couple of things that could really go down uh with the vegetable with the vegetable um so he put it in the hot water and warmed it up um i laid back and i relaxed and so i guess this was the intermediary point between him um his dick getting hard again and us going round two um and so he asked me to just kind of relax and close my eyes uh and as best as i could help it to not move so you know being the compliant badass that i am um i did and he used the warm cucumber to tease my nipples to tease my clit to insert and my body went berserk like it was probably some of the best orgasms i've ever had oh lord we gotta stop talking about this (laughs) well damn um so as you can see uh yeah my uh tag name badass jones is with reason i'm i'm a very open-minded person there are a lot of different things i've tried um i'm a a believer in trying things at least once before i say that i absolutely hate it and that was an experience i i didn't hate at all it was quite lovely um i think my physical responses the fact that i was so receptive to it um like completely made him into a beast like round two Round two was a free for all. It was fantastic, um, and I think just him knowing that I was so willing and open um, and compliant, and you know the way that it made me uh, orgasm and all that sort of stuff, just put him in a completely different headspace. And it was it was a great experience for both of us. That's the type of coverage you get here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just for the lack of not knowing how to respond to that, we're just gonna go ahead and hop into the next question. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the next question um, is is when you ask me things, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get a thorough, thorough, and truthful response. And I love you for it. I absolutely love you for it. <laughs> but that doesn't keep me from being a little caught off guard sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> God, I love this podcast. Um, <laughs> I gotta turn the fan on or something. It's hot in here now. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, okay. So the next question it was submitted. I'm I, and with these, I, I don't want to mention the names of the listeners who submitted them, just because I, you know, people submit questions, hear answers, and they don't necessarily want anyone else to know it came from them. So we're gonna try to keep this a little anonymous in that case. If anyone wonders why i don't mention names i just wanted to give that but the next relationship Sorry, type question go ahead before you, does it tell the city that the person has is um asking from i did not ask this i could start asking to submit the city i have yeah. not done that 
might be nice to kind of shout out the person in some kind of way without embarrassing them. So, you know, um, anonymous question from, you know, New York City, New York and go. OK, yeah, I'll, I'll do that from now on for sure. Good thought. See, that's that's why you're my co-host, because you, you think of that type <laughs> of stuff. Um, I'm well of now making me look at cucumbers differently for the rest of my life. Don't put them in your salad. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, um, <laughs> my boyfriend has a big thing about feet. Yes. He likes sniffing them, licking them, especially after I get off work and have long days. And he I often find him sniffing my shoes. This makes me highly uncomfortable. As much as I want to please him, I don't know how to bring it to him that this legitimately turns me off your thoughts on this question um i'm finding more and more on a day-to-day basis um especially with my instagram page because i post pictures of my feet because i'm very proud of my feet um foot fetishes are a big thing now and i've seen videos where you know men are licking and sucking from the like the heel right across the sole to the toes like and they're highly aroused by this um i think she definitely needs to have a conversation with her with her boyfriend um because the thing is you don't want another person's fetish or sexual likes to be that much of a turnoff where you know it it starts to um put up barriers in your relationship um i think one of the give and takes of relationships though is that you try to understand what the person's preoccupation with a particular fetish is um i think that it, you know if they have a really solid relationship and their communication is really good and open perhaps having a conversation with him first to understand his fetish um might be a better course of action than just telling him that you flat out hate when he does it and you know it disgusts you and turns you off um i think the balance of a relationship is to try to it, it's understanding and communication um you may not always agree you may not always see eye to eye but at the very least to try to understand the other person's perspective their point of view um their wants their desires their needs that's that's what healthy relationships are about um and at the end of that like once you've had a conversation with him in regards to what his fetish is and maybe having a better understanding of why he's obsessed with feet um I'm hoping that you'd be less turned off by it and, and that it might be something that you could indulge him in. Um, people who have fetishes, you know, foot worship, ass worship, breast worship, uh, panty worship, whatever it is, um, they usually adore the person who they have the fetish with. Um, I'm pretty sure he doesn't go around sniffing everybody's shoes or go around sniffing everyone's feet. The fact that he's doing that is a, it's a form of worship. Um, fetishes are a form of worship. So again, I would encourage you to have a conversation with him to understand his perspective, to understand why exactly it is that he is preoccupied with your feet. Um, I'm hoping that that understanding will kind of level the playing field with you, for the two of you. Um, and won't cause so much of a, a rift and cause so much personal disgust for you. Um, I would also say to maybe push your boundaries and, and allow him to play with your feet. If it's if it's not so much of a turnoff and if it's not like it doesn't make you skittish or like I'm ticklish, you know, with my feet. So I, I'm, I'm not always a fan of someone touching my feet unless it's like a firm foot rub type of thing. Um, or some light sucking on the toes is always good too, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, sorry, but I, I do think that having a conversation with him about his fetish, his desire, um, may help give you a better understanding and may turn down the turnoff for you. Yeah. I mean, that's great advice. Um, I don't really have much to add on top of that, except, you know, it's a conversation. I think everything with the relationship is all about, even when they're uncomfortable, you have to be willing to have that conversation with the person and be open and honest with them. Because it, it may make you a little more comfortable with them. It may make them realize how uncomfortable it makes you. And then hopefully in between that, you guys find find your middle ground. I mean, um, I mean, that's overall what it's all about. If it, if it, like Badass said, if it makes you completely uncomfortable when you talk to them about it, hopefully, you know, you hearing them out will make you maybe a little more open to it um, to an extent. Because still, if it's just a complete like deal breaker for you, then know do what you're comfortable with and i hate to default that to be the answer but i mean ultimately you guys do you have to have that conversation and wherever you fall between there and if there's a mutual understanding then try that out for a while don't don't be afraid to 
to try and adapt to new things and that goes for both of you guys um yeah anything left on that one no i think that's pretty much it all right so this is another one that was recently submitted um after our initial episode which like i said the download numbers were just crazy but uh (laughs) with this one it is i recently found out that my boyfriend slept with my cousin it was not during while we were together they didn't even know that we were related but now okay. looking at him after the fact I can't stop of thinking of the fact that he was in bed with someone who is very close to me. I, this one is one of those ones to where <laughs> I'm trying to separate how I look at stuff um between, you know, uh, how other people would view it. For me, I I almost and that's the thing. I've never been in that quite of a situation, but if stuff happens, everyone has a past. And yes. if they so happen, your boyfriend happened to sleep with, with your cousin who is related to you, but it wasn't even, it was before you knew him. And now you guys are now in a committed relationship. Then, I mean, are you willing to throw that time that you've been with him away? Now in this email, they didn't, she didn't say how long she's been with him now or how long ago it was that he was having that sexual relationship with her cousin. But I mean, at the end of the day, everyone has a past. And especially if you live in a smaller city, it's more of a chance for overlap. I mean, that's kind of the way I think of it. What about you, AJ? I, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm of the mindset that, you know, what happened before you and I knew one another really has nothing to do with me. Like the purpose of having conversation with people and getting to know people and getting to know their past um, is, to, is to know about the person's history, not to use it as ammunition against them. It's unfair. Um, he, he didn't do anything with malicious intent and neither did your cousin. They didn't know, sorry, you didn't know him when they were sleeping together. Um, it's like a, a friend of mine had asked me, uh, a, a similar question where, you know, you have a, a young lady that's dating this man. Now her best friend was seeing him back in the day, like seven, eight years ago. And her best friend thinks that like, this guy's a no good nigger. He's this, that, and the third, I hate that word. Sorry. But this is this is the way that she she classes him. But with this woman that he's with now, totally devoted, sweetest pie gentleman, opens the doors for her, buys flat, like completely caters to her, you know. Um, so my friend is asking me, you know, do I think that the friend who was dating the guy years ago should tell her friend that she used to sleep with the guy? And I said, why? Like, if she's trying to upset her friend or you know wreck the balance of their relationship or throw a monkey wrench in the works like why you haven't been with this man in years you guys were not really involved you used to fuck and that's what it was but now you're in your feelings because he's turned his life around and he's a better man but for your friend y'all weren't supposed to be together that's why you're not together you know you don't need to worry about who your 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 boyfriend now was sleeping with this was way before you he's not involved with your cousin they don't have a personal relationship that is part of his past that is part of her past and has nothing to do with you if you value him if you value your relationship if the two of you love one another and what you have is solid focus on that that should be what's that should be what's important yeah i mean like i said everyone has a past everyone does and it just so happens that your cousin was part of his past. And I mean, by the by the way that this question was worded, at least what I get from it is that it seems like they had a pur- purely sexual relationship. So maybe there may not have even really been feelings there. It's, it's move on. They seem to have moved on from it. I mean, as long as you don't get the feeling that maybe he still hung up on her or vice versa, it really is none of your business. Keep it moving. No, you're absolutely right. I think people confuse um, fuck relationships with uh, emotionally intimate relationships. You know, we all have a past unless like to this day, you're a virgin before you get married and you're, you know, in your 30s and, and a virgin. Really and truly, everyone has slept with someone. Everyone has a past, exactly like you said. You have people that you was were your girlfriend or your boyfriend, and then you have people that you just, you know, had sex with because you just were having a good time. If they weren't in an emotional relationship and it was just sex and that's concluded itself and has ended years ago, what are you really worrying about? Exactly. Exactly. If he wanted to be with her, he would have chose her, not you. Simple. Keep it moving. Right? 
<laughs> people get hung up on the wrong things they really do and then they end up sabotaging their relationships for nothing and then you know when they're sitting there in regret and in tears and realize that they lost a good woman or they lost a good man because of their own stupidity and because of their own insecurities then they feel like kicking themselves in the head because they realize that they lost a really good person and nothing was wrong with the relationship other than what you projected into it unnecessarily well. I mean, that, that's it. There's nothing left to be said on that one. This next one is going to be interesting one because I have oh, I have a pretty hot take on. Well, not really to me, but I know a lot of people don't like hearing what I have to say on this subject. But the question is, <laughs> the, you'll see. The question is, <laughs> my ex, I recently ran into my ex and I found out that he is in a long term relationship. He's doing very well with his career and he is he seems to be very much in love i put time and effort into making him who he was before we broke up he did not have full-time employment he didn't have a career and he really lacked motivation and goals am i wrong for feeling like i have equity in the person he became or do i not deserve some of the glorification for the person that he became look you're crazy as shit. I'm sorry. And I don't want to offend anybody. But look, th- and this is what you hear a lot of a lot of people say, I I I deserve him. I helped him get to where he, I put him on his feet. The thing is, is that everyone plays a role in someone else's life. Yes, you you may have been that person that he was with while he transitioned from a boy to a man, maybe. And that's that's kind of the way I classify it. But who are you to take any type of glorification or to feel any type of ownership over who he became? God could have made him that person regardless of if you were the catalyst or not. It could have been another person to play that role. And I think also a lot of times, especially when you're younger, people have the tendency to overblow what their role is and somebody maturing because, I mean, it could have just came with age. Yes, he may have been with you during that time, but the person that he became and the fact that he's now seems career oriented, has a girl, is planning a family like he could have ultimately became that man anyway you just happen to be that transit and i hate to word it like this like you just happen to be who he was with in that transition period yeah the catalyst i mean but what what do you think about that i i absolutely agree with you see this is this is this is my thing you have no ownership over anyone at all not uh, sorry you have ownership over yourself period and that's it you have no ownership over anyone else or what anyone else does my thing is you know if she was with him 10 years ago and they broke up you know two years after the fact and it took him five years to get himself together can you claim that you were the catalyst for his change absolutely not like and it's exactly like you say everybody plays an integral role in somebody else's life like unless you live on an island by yourself which no one well there are probably a couple of people who do, but for all intents and purposes, no one does. You have interactions on a day-to-day basis and you have influence in someone's life in some way, shape or form. You know, you could have seen somebody on the subway and, and you know, they didn't have the, the fare to get on the train and you swipe them in so they could get on the train. They went, they got an interview. They didn't miss their interview. Does that mean that you helped them get the interview because you paid for their train fare? You could say, well, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't have gotten on the train. None of that has anything to do with you. You're not the global and universal dictator of anyone's life. People are way too bitter. And, and, and oh gosh, I'm going to say this about my, my sex, my gender. We as women are way too bitter about shit that does not work out for us. Because when we were with that man, we wanted him to do better, be better, act right, be more romantic, be all of these things that he just wasn't. That just wasn't the man for you. That's all it boils down to. The next woman that comes along, maybe he was a better man. Maybe he opened the doors. Maybe he's more romantic. Maybe he's more family oriented and goal oriented and career oriented and all those kind of things. But you don't know that that just wasn't his path his time was just coming and it did not arrive when you were with him period yeah i mean and, and the thing, no you're fine i, I mean that. I yeah, to hear and, that shit and I, and I think that that's a big thing that's becoming popular with like my generation maybe maybe even before but you hear a lot of like see a lot of posts on social media like like I, i'm the one who put time and I, I bought him his his outfit for him to get that job i'm the one who pushed him to want a career and you, you know if you're gonna do that thing and you want glorification out of it then you weren't doing it for the right reasons anyway and then you deserve even less of the credit because you're just doing it so you can ultimately re- reap the benefits of that um and but that you makes- have women choose men to groom them you have again oh my god and i know there's some people who are listening to this and be like you know like i'm whatever 
I frankly don't care and I'm not going to apologize for it. But you do have women who specifically uh, choose men that they can groom or that they can fix or make better or help so that they can, you know, become someone's wife or be that long-term um, girlfriend or, you know, just to reap the benefits of what this man becomes. And it's exactly like you said, don't like, oh God, sorry. I, I'm at a loss for words because I'm sorry. Upset. You can't do it for those reasons. If you're going to help someone, do it from a genuine and sincere place. You know what I mean? Do it from a place of love. Don't do it because, you know what? If I steer him towards becoming, you know, a successful whatever, I'm the one who's going to get that. I'm going to get the big diamond ring. I'm going to get the fancy car. I'm going to get the house. And more times than not, that shit backfires. It really and truly does. Yes, it does. If you're going to, yeah, like what you say, if, you, if you're going to help someone or, or be with someone because you see something in them and potential in them, do it because you love the person and because you want to see them succeed, not because you want them to succeed so that they can move you into the mansion. That's some bullshit. That's exactly what it is. I mean, it, it, it's a sad way to go about looking at stuff like that, in my opinion. It's just like, it's just not good. It's just not good. Now you're sitting around possibly and i don't i don't know this person's life to, to say that this is necessarily how they're reacting but you get a lot of people who then seriously sit around and they get bitter over it because they're busy thinking about the role they played in this person's life and where they are now and why they didn't want to do that with them you just weren't for that person move on find find the one who is for you instead of worrying so much about someone who's obviously moved on from you but the, the, the crazy part of it is you're not with that person why are you not analyzing that you're analyzing the fact that now he's in a relationship three relationships after you he is now settled down and doing all the things that you wanted him to do like three relationships ago or, or whatever like you guys are no longer together why are you not analyzing the fact that you were just not together now you feel like you're owed something five six seven years after the fact like seriously how how yeah. how <laughs> wow wow and <laughs> This one, we, I don't know if we're going to be able to answer. You may ask for time for this next question uh, to get your thoughts together. Um, th this one, I had to get in here. Uh, again, most downloaded episodes. Now the questions are just rolling in. But this is one that I that, it, that immediately when I read it, I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this one on the next episode. And that question is, I've been dating a man for the past five years. I recently found out that he used to sleep with other men. So now I'm questioning everything about our relationship. If he's still gay, if he's on the down low and only wants me because he feels he should be dating a woman according to society standards. What are some of the things I can do or the conversations that I can have with him to ease my mind, but also let him know that I'm concerned with the fact that he used to sleep with men? I don't know how to answer this one. I've, I've seen I saw this question five days ago and I still really right now don't know how I want to attack this one. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, okay, so I'm going to tell a, a story before I, I give my thoughts and answers. Um, there is a friend of mine. Uh, I've known him 20 plus years. Um, he's married, has two little boys, and has been with his wife for nine years, I believe. Nine going on 10 years. Um, he has a male lover, partner, boyfriend that he has been with longer than he's been with his wife. His male lover, partner, boyfriend is also married and has children. Yeah. And How do you keep that when, in? You know what? It's, it's, and, and the craziest thing is, CJ, they have fucking family interactions together. Like oh. his whole family and his man's whole, and I hate to say it like, but his whole family and his boyfriend's whole family, they all get together over holidays because everyone thinks that everyone is just friends and everyone thinks that they are just really close and best friends. I've, I've been to family functions where I see them and because I know what's going on, like I know the closet information, you know, like, I, oh my gosh, more times, but not even know what it says. Sorry, I don't even, sorry, I'm switching into Jamaican. I, I don't even know what to say. A lot of the times and so I've, I've had a personal conversation. i'm gonna call him d i've had a personal conversation with d to ask him like how you know why did you get married he's like honestly i wanted to have a family and i love my wife but i love my boyfriend as well and and when i asked him like okay so like in terms of protection clearly you don't use any because you got kids clearly he doesn't use any because he has kids so I say to him, like, you don't feel like you're putting her at risk. He's like, well, no, because he gets checked and, and his his boyfriend, oh, 
um O gets checked and and you know he knows that O isn't sleeping with anybody and O knows that he's not sleeping with anybody and they both know that they're only sleeping with their wives I said but your wives don't know that you guys are sleeping with one another he said no and that's not something that they would ever find out as as far as, as much as either one of them can help it and I said but that's deceitful he's like but there isn't any other ways like I'm not giving up my family and I'm not giving up O so that's my that's my story. Um I think that she absolutely needs to have a conversation with him about whether or not these are activities that he's still engaging in. <gasps> hey. <laughs> whether or not these are activities that he's um still engaging in because it's, it's important for her physical first and foremost for her physical safety. Um I pride myself on not judging people and not having biases about what people like or enjoy, but in that same vein, you cannot take someone's sexual health for granted and play with someone's physical health. You should never do that. That to me is just selfish, selfish beyond measure. Um it could be that her is it her her boyfriend you said? Her boyfriend Right. It, it could be that your boyfriend is is bisexual and then it becomes a question of whether or not this is something that you can accept. Um if this is something that fits into what you want from your partner and and these are real hard questions that you need to ask yourself. Um having sexual desires for someone of the same sex is not a passing fancy. It's not a phase. especially if they're in their adult years and this is behavior I don't want to say behavior cuz that just it sounds that's not the right term if, if these are actions that they are engaging in um being bisexual is not it's not a passing fancy it's not a, especially for men um you know i find for women it's like you know you get drunk you want to eat someone's pussy <laughs> it's whatever right but for men when they are like <laughs> bowing your head <laughs> for men when they are engaging with another man um there's something there's something deeper to that Um I have a friend. Oh god, I know too many people. I have another friend who this is going to sound strange. He enjoys sucking dick. He considers himself to be heterosexual and we had an extensive conversation about the fact that he is bisexual. If you are attracted to penis and you are a man, you are not heterosexual. <laughs> um but he enjoys giving head, but he also has a wife and they have three children. He said that he's never had sex with a man. He has no desire to have sex with a man. but there are individuals that he engages with and he goes and he gives them head and he lets them come in his mouth and he packs up his shit and he goes home i asked him if this is a conversation he would ever have with his wife he said no because he doesn't think that she would understand um and and his history is it's it's very long and very deep as to why he's at the place where he is right now and and, and i understand that um but again like these are conversations that you need to have with your significant other you cannot allow selfishness and fear um the person who's engaging in these activities you cannot allow selfishness and fear to put the person that you love at risk um if this is something that she concretely knows has taken place she owes it to herself for her emotional and physical well-being and mental well-being to have that conversation with him as hard as that may be because the only way that you're going to find out whether or not he's still engaging in these activities is to ask him it may be a hard conversation it may be a very difficult conversation it may it may break you guys up and it may not be where you want to go but you have to weigh the balance of what's important in your life right you have to weigh the balance of can i trust this individual is this individual still having sex with with men are they putting me at risk if we have a family what does that mean for our family and and so on and so forth um there has to be a conversation that happens there just has to be Yeah, and I I kind of want to start this off by the person who sent that in. Uh, obviously they're a listener. So, uh I I just have a few follow-up questions is that um is this was this a one-time thing? Was it something he did experience? Cuz th- there's a lot and you may not know. But the, if you don't know like like AJ said is those these are conversations you need to have with him to make yourself feel comfortable. Um if it's something that let's say he did once or or with one person and moved on, never did it again. I mean, if you can find yourself getting over something like that, then you know, move on. Obviously, it seems like you guys have been together for a while. It doesn't seem like before this happened you had any inclination that it may have happened. So that could mean one or two things. It could mean that it's something that he's hiding secretly. Uh I I how did you find out too? Did he tell you? I mean, you just kind of worded it by saying you recently found out. Was it was it something that he felt open enough to tell you? Was it something that you heard from another party? Um th- those are all factors that 
uh, you need to kind of use to weigh your decision. If you have been with him this long and it's something that he can make you feel at ease that it's never going to happen again. If he only did it once and or if it was just a phase he was going through, I, I, I don't know. I can't answer those things, but um, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. If he's still having those feelings of being attracted to another man, how do you, how are you going to react to that? Like, are you now anytime he makes a comment? about another guy or you he interacts with someone like at a cash register or something you're gonna think is he attracted to that person now forever like i, I it's hard for right. me i mean right. seriously it's hard for me to really think of what all the factors that can weigh into it because i mean people have insecurities and if this now you finding this out has built an insecurity in you uh and not just to put the onus on you but how are you if you do decide to stay with this person how are you going to react to that insecurity and how is that going to affect your guys' relationship it, it's like with most things it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had and hopefully in that conversation he says a lot of things that pitch you at ease now after that conversation happens if you're no longer at ease you need to be honest with yourself and not hang around something that is ultimately going to do maybe damage to him and you and then you guys are just it's just going to be an awkward situation um you doesn't seem like you're married at least you didn't say so in this um so I mean, those difficult conversations need to be had. Unfortunately, when you're when it comes to being with somebody, those awkward conversations have to happen. And if you don't feel comfortable having them with with him, then that should tell you a lot right there. I completely agree. Um, there's something that you said that I was going to comment on whether or not. Oh, sorry. The question about how she found this out. Um, you know, was was that that is a very very integral part of that. You know, was it something that he brought up to you or? something that someone maliciously said to you to try to like you know twist up a little bit or whatever the case may be but i mean at the end of the day it really is about having a conversation with him um good or bad ugly or otherwise about what has transpired in that respect um it, it would be no different i guess essentially that if somebody that if you found out you know he was cheating on you with another woman you know there would still need to be conversation i think at the end of the day too um if it does turn out that this is something that he had engaged in that he no longer does um, you have to, and, and if he's assured you that this is not part of who he is anymore, this was just a phase that he went through. It was something that he experienced when he was in high school, college, whatever. Um, you have to let that go. It can't be something that you use as ammunition. Um, I find that in, in a lot of relationships, when something, when a transgression of some type has transpired, um, every time there's an argument or a disagreement or something happens in, in the, the most minute way, you want to bring that up and throw it in the person's face. And, and you know, you can't do that. If it's something that he's expressed to you and you've, you've accepted that this is no longer part of who he is, you need to be able to let that go um, and reconcile that within yourself that he is being honest and truthful and what he says is what he means. Absolutely. And, and if it is something that he brought up to you and was honest with you about, obviously, I'd usually take that kind of stuff as a cry out to maybe he wants to talk to you about this maybe he wants you to ask those questions and if that's if that's the case if he's wants you to dig deeper into that then obviously he's aiming for complete open and honesty if he brought it up to you like if you had not, no other catalyst was involved in him bringing you up and sharing this piece of information with you that just goes to show you that how he mean how much having that conversation means to him but but go ahead uh, yeah, I, I don't have too much more to, to say on it. Um, I mean, it's like the both of us have been saying. Um, conversation is important, being open, um, both in your mind and in your heart to whatever it is that he has to say to you in terms of that interaction. I'm hoping for her that he's the one who brought it up to her. Um, because that just shows, like you said, like he is reaching out to you. Um, it shows that he trusts you and wants to have that conversation. That is the best scenario that I'm hoping for um, this person with the with the question. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, this was a very, very obviously deep on, and you know, especially nowadays with uh, the sexual fluidity that's going on. I'm sure that there's a lot more people who are faced with this conversation on both sides men and women um so you know uh, email us back uh, after you hear this let us know you know those follow-up questions or whenever you do decide to talk to him we'd love to hear you know how that conversation went if you had any other questions on that but i mean that's how we're going to end the show today miss jones mrs yes, jones how did i know you're going to do that at some point? <laughs> <laughs> once again <laughs> yes <laughs> Once again, tell the beautiful people, our wonderful listeners, where they can find you. I am on Instagram at badass underscore Jones. Um, 
badass underscore Jones underscore. I'm also on uh, Facebook at a.j.jones. That's me. All right. And I am CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. Let me know. Uh, get back to me with any other questions, comments, concerns, anything regarding this podcast. As always, for the lovely AJ Jones, I am CEO Hayes, and we are out. Yay. All right. So, as you can tell, we had a lot of fun with that. I hope you guys like and felt the whole different vibe in this episode. Um, but to bring that all home, I have an announcement to make, and that is love lust and badass soul which is the name of this episode is actually spinning off into its own podcast details to come later but be on the lookout for that again love lust and badass soul is going to become its own podcast um all the feedback we've been getting all the interaction i think that it was warranted and you know it's a little bit of a different feel than the awakened soul proper so why not make it its own show so our first spinoff love lust and badass soul be on the lookout for it thank you each and every one of you guys for downloading interacting be on the lookout like i said updates to come on the awakened soul this sunday